Hello and welcome on into Survivor Analytics. I'm your host Clyde here with my co-host Jack and the voice of the people. Jack, how's it going? I gotta. I mean, I've been trying to think of something better to say than "What's up, party people?" But what's up, party people? Oh man, third episode in a row. Is that your official phrase for the re- for the rest of the show? It really can't be, but uh, it's the best thing I've got. I need to work on it. I'll workshop it. Understandable. So today we are talking about episode five of Survivor Samoa. If you're interested in hearing what we had to say about the previous episodes, those are all available on Spotify. Uh, Jack, what were your impressions of this episode at large? Uh, Initial impressions were uh, that this was the first episode where the survival aspect really set in for me. Uh, The fact that they are really on an island. Kind of, I believe that now. I think they are actually doing it. You didn't believe it before this one? I, I... no, nobody was really suffering badly enough for me to believe it. Um, so my initial impressions were, hey, this might be harder than it looks, uh, or maybe it is as hard as it looks. And then, um, boy, I think Jeff really just likes torturing people, and he's lucky he found a job where he's allowed to do it. Yep, those were two things I definitely thought. Um, talking about the conditions, some of the shots in this episode are absolutely crazy. The ones of some of the players' hands and feet seeing how wrinkled they are from the severe rainstorms that they're living through those really took me back um just how extreme it was i also thought one thing i wrote down is this is the strangest episode of the season i felt like Mm. i was the least informed going into tribal council than i had been for any episode prior and i was pretty clueless on who was going to go home until like the votes were actually read i mean i think that was the case for literally everybody uh i think this was a, a an episode a couple days on the island where the elements the the mother nature really said okay i'm gonna take charge and everyone else is just trying to literally survive and i mean we we hear it a few times uh throughout the episode the game was hard to play just because it was raining so much oh, but we'll get into sure. that and one thing this is still not topic of the conditions, but one thing I thought about is like, is this good for the show itself? Because on one hand, you want to show this element of these are actually people living out in the wilderness, but mm-hmm. a big component of the show is that strategic element. And I'm not sure if I told you this before, but for the past 10 seasons, Survivor has filmed in the same location. They've been filming in Fiji since 2018 or 17. And okay. I think part of the reason for that is they don't want to have as many episodes like this where mm. players are so beaten down from the conditions that they can't even strategize. I mean, as the voice of the people, I would point out that it's probably also thanks to a massive tax break from the Fijian government. But, That's probably part of it too. But I would, so my question there is, you're probably totally right that part of it is milder weather patterns or whatever. And I'm sure they've gotten better at anticipating that stuff uh, as time has gone on. I mean, they've made 47 seasons or whatever. Um Here's my question. If they've done 10 seasons on the same, in the same country, right? Yeah. Uh, have you noticed, do they use the same camps? So sometimes, yes. I personally don't notice, but I listen to some podcasts where Survivor contestants hop on and they've said that they recognize the exact camp. So I don't think they're using the same group of three camps every season, but they have certain spots on the islands that they rotate in between. Yeah, they've got the the you know overgrown part of three different resorts that they tend to stick to. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just just to uh, point out a couple things here at the jump, because before we even get to the opening credits, um, you know, a quick recap in the previous episode, Galoo had their first uh, elimination. They voted off Yasmin, and they get back to camp, and immediately everybody is uh like on shambo it is clear she is the punching bag and i wrote that down before before the intro i wrote down shambo is at the forefront of the episode which as i mean she was my honorable mention last week so i'm proud of her for getting so much screen time this week that's a plus Um, for you yeah and then going into the uh after the intro at the commercial break i just want to hit this chronologically there's a Paramount Plus commercial for a new SpongeBob show that's uh, 3D animated, and it's about him and Patrick when they're little kids. 
Oh, I think I've heard about that actually. Does it look good? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but so, so it was but a rough I had to write it down. For, it was a rough opening for you on all fronts because you're you're definitely the biggest Jambo fan <laughs> between the two of us, and you had the bad commercial. One thing I want to say about that opening scene is. I mentioned last episode, I called Shambo the loser of the episode because she was the only person left out of the vote. Right. So it's so easy to paint a target on someone mm-hmm. when they weren't a part of that majority group. And that's exactly what happens. We see a conversation exactly. between, I wrote it down, it's Monica, Laura, and Kelly. So the three other women on the tribe, mm-hmm. all tar- all targeting Shambo while she's alone in the shelter. Um, And when I saw this, I thought... I don't know if there's anything Shambo can do at this point to possibly recover from her positioning on the tribe. So here's a couple of things that I'll posit. Um, to give a little more context, Shambo is the only person she went for Monica and everyone else went for Yasmin. Because uh, Monica, to be fair, underperformed in one of the challenges last week and and led to her tribe's defeat. But the Yasmin personality issues won out, obviously. So Monica kind of leads the charge and says, hey, if Shambo's going to gun for me, I'm gunning for Shambo. What Shambo could do at this point that occurs to me as the voice of the people is go for, is, is start picking people off, right? Start finding people who are in alliances, but who might be a little uh, underconfident, a little shaky and say, look, like, hey, we need to take out a bigger threat. We're in a great position. Uh, right now we're gonna make it to the merge do you really want to take so and so to the merge you can get rid of me at any time let's get rid of somebody else that is a pretty fair point i will say the thing that's tough with that strategy is i'm not sure who that person is in that majority glue alliance Mm because sometimes you have these alliances where there's a clear figurehead a person that's too dominating of a leader and i don't think russell swan is that he sees himself as a leader Mm. but i don't think he's respected as a leader within that alliance Okay, okay. Without having a clear leader in that group, it's tough for Shambo to point a finger at somebody because who would the biggest person be in that alliance of six? Like maybe Dave? Oh, I would say Russell. I mean, I I think let's let's get into the episode because I've got a lot of lot to yeah. say about Russell in this one. So, we I have written down next thing that happens is over at the Foafo camp. So, mm-hmm. the group gets a letter that describes the upcoming challenge it's going to be an eating challenge which is very common in survivor it's for reward Mm -hmm. and liz approaches russell and basically says that she thinks ashley is going to struggle in the upcoming challenge yeah russell interprets this as liz being a strategic threat and he goes to jason and mick and accuses liz of prematurely throwing ashley's name under the bus right and I thought this was hilarious because this is what Russell's been doing all season. He's typically the one that targets people before they even lose an immunity challenge. And the second somebody else does it, he recognizes what they're actually playing and he puts the target on them instead. Yes. I mean, so he, I think he says it to Mick and Jason. He says, she's trying to plant seeds. He loves talking about his seed. Yeah, like, he did. Like that's his whole thing. Ago. And he points out, I mean, I think he's totally self-aware that he's, you know, kind of gunning for the strategy that he is employing. He says, I got to be the only mind game player here. That's a quote. And I I think it's so funny how brazen he is when if just two people would have a conversation, if the right two people would say, hey, has Russell talked to you a lot? Like the exact same thing would come out about him, but oh, they yeah. don't. Which is crazy. I think it shows that even though in confessionals he's this slimy guy, everyone seems to think that they have a close relationship with him. Yeah. And because of that, they don't leak that information to other people. Yes. I, I mean, I think he's he has done a great, great job. And it is so easy for us to see through it getting the confessionals. But he must really have some good charisma in these conversations because it's not happening. One thing I wanted to ask you too was when Liz approaches Russell and says that Ashley's going to perform poorly in the challenge, do you think she was trying to throw Ashley's name under the bus or do you just think she was stating fact? Like, I think it must have come up around camp. Once, once they found out it was a food challenge, because we do get the confessional from Ashley where she says, I'm an adventurous eater. I, I'm looking forward to this. I think I can do it. 
And so my sense is that it came up around camp. Okay, well, we're doing this challenge. We're going to need to eat this awful stuff. You know, good luck, everybody. Right. And then Ashley says something to that effect and or maybe expresses some hesitation and then Liz jumps on it. I don't think she's going all out or we would have gotten a confessional. Yeah, I did not see this as a strategic move. Um, maybe it was, but I think Russell almost gave Liz a little bit too much credit with the amount of thought that she put in into that conversation. And I think that comes back to my the the key flaw that I see in both Russells, okay? Both Russell Swan and Russell Hans, I see this issue. When their um when their strategy or their territory, quote unquote, is threatened or when they perceive it as threatened it doesn't have to be a real threat right it just has to be them feeling even slightly encroached upon they get hyper defensive yeah i totally see that i think where they differ though is when russell swan gets defensive it deters people away whereas it seems like when russell hans gets defensive he's able to still rope people in yeah somehow he is able to go so I mean, he gets defensive and he gets aggressive, right? And it works somehow every yeah, time. Which it is works. crazy. Uh, before we get into the challenge, uh, just want to point out this is before the storm has begun, but the ocean is really, really rough. Uh, it almost washes away the foa foa flag, and our first shot we get of day twelve, and I just loved this, and so I had to throw it in. Uh, Eric on Galoo is trying to give himself a little sand and ocean bath, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the ocean just act, like he gets wrecked by a wave and, and says, I think to, in a confessional, the, this ocean is a real bitch. And I just really like that line. That's funny. That's, that's intentional by the editors. Like they're definitely trying to set up what's to come, like in terms of the conditions later on in the episode. Yeah, for sure. But it, I just really enjoyed seeing him just get smacked by a wave and then call the ocean a bitch because that, <laughs> that was great. But uh, to, to set up the reward challenge, um, it's a food challenge. And first off, my note before we even found out what the food challenge was, uh, do you think Jeff wears makeup? I like don't think foundations? he does. I really... His skin looked really good in this one. In this year, I think he's in his like 30s or 40s um, in 2009. I need to go back and check his age. So he's a relatively younger guy. So I don't, he might have makeup. I hope he doesn't because that kind of takes away the whole survival element if you have right. this host that's putting on makeup for the TV when everyone else is so like grungy. I wrote down, I'm happy Jeff decided to show up for the reward because he didn't do that last episode. <laughs> well, you know, maybe he was like off to the Samoan Sephora or something, right? But, um, I was just genuinely impressed by how good his skin looked. And maybe it's just by contrast with all these survivors who are absolutely haggard. Yeah, just wait but, till we get to day 39. Jeff is going to look angelic compared to the rest of them. Yeah, but so the challenge is basically Jeff has a roulette wheel and gets to spin a couple balls and put whatever the balls land on into a blender, make these disgusting smoothies, and then one at a time or one-on-one, -on -one, one person from each tribe drinks each smoothie and it's basically a face-off and if anybody pukes or can't finish it uh their tribe doesn't get a point yeah and, and uh, survivor loves this challenge i looked it up online so there's been 43 seasons survivors ran this challenge either as a reward or an immunity 17 times so oh, wow you get to watch people <laughs> eat the most disgusting stuff almost every other season of survivor personally i don't really like this challenge it made me kind of queasy to watch yeah it was uh there were a couple moments you know things that didn't blend well and were a little chunky yeah you know. jeff keeps adding milk to all of the different mixtures his glee in putting the milk in was so funny and he wrote something like it's good for the bones or he said something like it's good for the bones or it you know does you good i think is what he said yeah and i he's having fun with it i see why they do it a lot and it's because jeff you know what? I've decided Jeff's the villain. Jeff, is, especially in this episode, is a sick little man who wants these people to suffer. Oh, he, completely. But he's delighting in his, like, when he gets to choose what he puts in, he's, like, tittering with glee. Yeah, oh. one of the sections on the wheel is Jeff's choice, and I think that was the first one that was rolled, and he yeah. was so happy. 
I mean, he's like, oh, some sea, some sea cucumber guts. Oh, some uh, seaweed, some fish, some octopus. Yeah, and he oh. kept calling the seaweed garnish. Yes, and then they're having to like, on top of drinking this blended monstrosity, chew down some tough seaweed. Uh, but so I wrote down the matchups and whatever, but it it ends up being a pretty tight heat until the final round before they would have gone to um uh sudden death or or uh like they would have started over right to to yeah, win typically the sudden death is each tribe picks someone from the opposing tribe and then it's a oh. race where each representative has to eat something faster than the other oh okay so it ends with dave versus ashley and ashley having been set up by liz uh does is not able to finish her she she throws up i think off camera thankfully off camera but is not able to finish hers although she does get incredibly close which is you know good for her for making i mean she really puts in the work and just she's, can't get across she kind of set up herself though she said earlier that she's an adventurous eater and yeah. it's similar to last episode when shambo said she was great with chickens i wrote down that she's gonna lose the chicken when ashley <laughs> said she's an adventurous eater i wrote down she's gonna lose the challenge for them well and i think an important thing to keep in mind or maybe an important thing is Ashley said that to the camera. Shambo said that to the tribe. But oh, I think okay. Ashley must have said it, or I think it must have come up in some way because Liz does come for her, right? And if nothing else had been said and Liz just decided to make up that I that concern, I don't know. But so Galoo wins the reward, and uh, the little asterisk on the reward is somebody on the winning tribe has to go back to the losing tribe and spy once again, gets another immunity idol clue, and spends another night with the opposing tribe and does not get reward. And Russell sends Shambo back to Foa Foa. Again. Her second again. time being sent. And this time... So the first time that he sent Shambo, I thought this was potentially a sign of an alliance. Mm. That Shambo would go get information on the idol and bring it back and report it to Russell Swan akalu yeah. this time it's completely different where Shambo basically begs russell to not be sent but russell sticks with his decision and he justifies it as a consequence for shambo losing the chicken yeah i i wrote down the quote had to pay for that chicken um i mean so shambo literally is like come on i just got back uh clearly knows she's in trouble with her tribe goes back with foa you know, they're they're talking, oh, I'm so sorry, Shambo, we don't have any reward for you. And she says, I don't need a steak, I'll take a group hug. Which is really cute. <laughs> what did yeah, you think, I, I want to ask you, what did you think about Shambo's response there to Russell? If you're Shambo and you don't want to be sent again, is it worth it to even make that plea? Or do you just need to suck it up and go at that point? I think if you're Shambo at this point, um, you don't want to look like you're begging right yeah she she asks nicely she's like come on i just got back she's just suffered right she's just drunk this awful thing like i i think the only path she could have taken is hey i competed can you send somebody who sat you know I someone guess. who didn't who didn't put in the work to win this reward like um, one thing i wrote down for this episode is this is Shambo's disaster class episode, in my opinion. <laughs> and this is the first of her many mistakes that I think she makes, where Russell Swan might be the only person left on her tribe that she has any form of an alliance with. We yeah. saw last episode that they talked to each other prior to tribal council, and they were both interested in voting out Monica. So he's the only person that could potentially throw her a lifeline at this point. And she doesn't fully burn the bridge, but she puts like a match on the bridge in a way. <laughs> Well, by she, making this plea, I don't think she puts the match on the bridge. He's burning the bridge. He's done with her. The tribe but, has turned, and he is riding that wave. But if you're Shambo and you're on the bottom, you don't want to isolate yourself from Russell. You want to make yourself at least appear as a team player. It's cool if she said, "Oh, of course I'll go, Russell. I'll do it for the team." And then in, in confessional, she called him out and said that it was a bad move. But she made it public. I mean, I think she's right to be frustrated. I I think. If you compete in a challenge for a reward, you help your team win it. And there's several, I mean, what, three people sat? Yeah. Like, that's a, that's the argument right there. Hey, I competed. I deserve to share in this reward. Um, Like, 
Yeah, that's that's the path I would take. I I don't think her. I mean, yeah, she's a little frustrated, and it's not a great look to appear weak. But at the same time, you know, you got to fight for what you deserve, and it's not like she's got a better argument than, "Hey, I just pulled some weight five minutes ago. I drank this awful thing." I can understand that. If but, there was any question, though, if Shambo was on the bottom of the tribe, this decision by Russell oh, it's solidified done. it. Yeah, okay, so before we get to the happenings, the goings-on at the different tribes, uh, I want to ask you, because something we ha- we don't really talk about much, we talk about strategy a little bit in terms of the gameplay, and, and you ask, oh, you know, what what would I have done? You're somebody who is actually interested in, like, you would go on the show. Yeah. I would never go on the show. What? Uh, oh, absolutely not. Okay. Uh, absolutely not. I mean, I, I have a ton of respect for people who do it. Ton. I mean, it's a grueling thing. I couldn't do it. So as somebody who would do it, right, if you got to this challenge, could you do it? You said it was bad to watch. Could you do it? Oh, I think I would be able to do it uh, depending on what was rolled on the wheel. I think there are certain things that I would have a tougher time stomaching than others. But I will say, since I know my survivor history, this is a challenge that they haven't ran in a while. Mm. Uh, And part of the reason for it, some people say it's culturally insensitive uh, because they'll use like relics of a certain country and then all the players will scream around and be like, oh, this is gross. So, oh, like if it's if they're on an island where the culture eats a lot of bugs and then they're like, oh, I don't want to eat bugs. Yeah. So Mm, this challenge isn't one I'm super worried about, but it's still crazy that they've ran it so many times but it's been a good number of seasons um from the last time that they played it on the show see that's a shame too because there's definitely and i thought this one the other liquid he uses i got the sense that was some sort of local beverage um yeah i forget what it was called yeah i didn't get a chance to write it down because he really stuck to the milk but (laughs) if you stick to blending fish and milk yeah that's a good challenge and and you're not going to offend anybody but um so everybody goes back to camp. Um, the blonde girls, I wrote down, they, they were kind of buddy-buddy. Natalie kind of builds up Ashley. Hey, it's okay. Yeah. You know, we get a little confessional where she's like, look, I'm just trying to be a good friend. You know, we're kind of like sisters. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you do look almost identical. I forgot which one of you was which at one point. Well, one um, thing that I thought was interesting with that conversation is we see in the previous episode, Natalie says that her strategy is all about making close personal connections with people. She's willing to let Russell do all the strategic work and burn bridges and have people hate him. But Mm -hmm. all she's going to do is try to make people be her friend. And we see that in this episode, her and Ashley become really close. And it was a really weird scene given Mm -hmm. what happens later in the episode. Does, does this scene knowing what happens at the end, change your perception of, of Natalie at all? So the, Here's what I found strange. And part of this is that very shortly after this, the rain starts and does not stop, right? Um, we don't get a whole lot of of conversations that are private and strategic for the rest of the episode, just because of how much rain there is and how the, you know the elements keep everybody clustered together. This conversation is just a human connection. And... I thought it was quite nice. I thought it was just Natalie being a good supportive teammate, right? This this was an unfortunate turn, but not a, you know, it, it is not clear, you know, they're not going to tribal yet, right? Yeah. Um, I thought it was a nice moment that makes, I was not, I'll say this, I was a little bit surprised, but really what happens later didn't shock me. Okay. Um, Russell Swan, when they get back in the other tribe, uh, before they even start eating, before they even have the fire going, goes, uh, you know, once again, like basically, hey, we're doing great besides Shambo. Like, let's yeah, face he really she's right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um, he, he is done with her way more than she is done with him. Um, I also want to point out the next thing we see is Galoo has some struggle getting their fire going 
And what we see at the beginning of the episode, as everybody's kind of gunning for Shambo, is that Shambo seems to be kind of tending the fire. And this surprised me because there seems to be this theme that Galoo does not care about some of the essentials of Survivor. Fire, practicality, right? Yeah, they do Um, yoga on the beach instead of catching food. Exactly. Yeah. Which is weird because despite not caring about the survival elements, they're winning all the challenges while Foa Foa puts a lot of effort and has a more organized tribe, yet they're losing so many challenges. Yeah. Um, So Russell, Swan, and Dave are trying to make the fire. They get frustrated. Things get heated. Um, Essentially, they kind of snap at each other and getting a little sarcastic. Um, Russell, once again, kind of... Both Russells, I think, it does not take much for them to kind of turn on somebody and get a little combative. Uh, But it resolves pretty quickly. They're not friendly, but they're peaceful. It's Uh, it's a weird resolution because ultimately Russell Swan's having a difficult time with the fire and it ends with Dave saying, okay, I'll help you out and make the fire. And he puts his hand out to shake Russell's hand to mend their you know dispute at the end of it it. and russell tells him no Mm -hmm. which makes no sense to me Uh, when i watched that incident i thought even though dave snapped and he showed a little bit of ego he demonstrated a higher recognition of the game than russell did he was willing to swallow his pride in that moment and shake shake on it to avoid destroying a relationship that down the line could benefit him Whereas Russell doesn't seem to think about that long aspect of the game. He's perfectly okay with not being amicable with Dave, which is a terrible decision in my point of view, because once Shambo is gone, Russell Swan is the second on the bottom. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I I agree with all of that. Um, The one quote I wrote down there was Dave said, I'm trying to downplay my awesomeness because he knows how to light a fire. (laughs) But then we go back to Foa Foa and Shambo decides to just share all of the immunity idol clues with the entire tribe. She gathers all of Foa Foa and says, I don't, I I write down the exact quote, but it's something along the lines of she feels betrayed by her tribe. And as revenge, she's going to share all this information with them. And I mentioned earlier that her minor snap at Russell was the first part of her disaster class. And this was the major second component. So I want to know what you thought about this move on Shambo's part. So here's the thing. In the right context, this was a brilliant move. This is not the right context for that brilliant move. I don't see any context where this is a brilliant move. Here's where it's a brilliant move. Um, Hey, it's taken three clues. We haven't found this idol yet. Um, If she's doing the mental math, and you know what? She might be. She might know that one of them has it already. Oh, so this is a way to kind of create tension amidst their group. Yes, which she succeeds because they start looking. They're like, okay, we've got three clues. It's clearly supposed to be in this tree and it's not. Okay, who's got it? Liz figures it out. I guess my worry with that strategy is Shambo has said over and over again that she has the intention of flipping over to the Foa Foa camp come emerge. Yes. So it doesn't play to her advantage at all to create tension amidst that group. If anything, she wants them to be unified. That way, when she does flip over at a merge, they could all work together and pick off members of Galoo. Yeah, so that's that's the part of the context where this isn't quite so smart. I I think Um, the best way to run this, and this is just my opinion, is mm -hmm. Shambo could have pulled aside one or two people of Foa Mm -hmm. Foa and shared the information with them. That way, in a merge situation, she could still flip over to Foa Foa. She's got a bond. Yeah, and you don't want to be... How many people do they have in their tribe at this point? Uh, Six, Six. right? You don't want to be number seven out of seven when she flips over. You would rather be in a smaller, tighter nucleus. And the way you can develop that bond is by helping a small group find the idol and, you know, using that as a centerpiece of your relationship, which is what Russell Hans has been doing this season. Right. I mean, so... I think, here's what I think. I think Shambo's playing some four-dimensional chess. I think she's Um, playing emotionally. I think she's just pissed. I mean, I think she is pissed, but I also think she is a former Marine. 
you know, she knows how to see the battlefield and, and take a step back and really think laterally. And I think this is her, um, there is an emotional component, but at the same time, I think she sees that this can simultaneously, if she ever has to worry about it, she's creating some infighting that will break them down so that she can find a nucleus. She sees that, okay, I'm going to demonstrate as much goodwill as possible to this entire tribe while also creating some discord between them. I, you know what? I've talked myself back into it. This was a brilliant move. No, um, it's, it's her worst move of the entire season by far. And I don't think there's any strategy that goes into it because if there were, we would have seen a confessional where Shambo breaks down why she played it this way. I think she was just upset with Glue and she wanted to make sure that Foa Foa had an, an immunity idol come the merge. Uh, so at least someone from that opposite side has it. I mean, maybe, but I honestly, I'm, I'm seeing it more and more as she is playing, you know, it's like a, that there's a version of chess that you can play in four dimensions where it actually happens in, there's different timelines that you have to play across. I think she's playing across multiple timelines right here. Okay, sure. The other because... thing she does... Wait, I also want to bring <laughs> okay, this yeah, up. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, yeah. So I think someone asked Russell Pants, do you have the idol? And he lies. He says no, which is a smart move on his part. Yeah. And then I think it's Natalie that says, oh, I bet Ben was voted out of the game with it in his pocket. And Shambo believes her. So basically she creates this whole <laughs> oh. scene. And at the end of the day, she just accepts the fact that, oh, I guess the idol's out of the game. Does she really? Yeah, I think Shambo I, believes her completely. I totally missed that. Yeah. So oh, I, no. Shambo's oblivious to where the idol is right now. She thinks that there's only one at the glue camp, and she doesn't know who has it at the glue camp. I completely, completely missed it. Yeah. Like, I I, I can't – I didn't catch that. I was writing down that uh, Liz had kind of picked up on it being Russell – and I think while I was writing that down, missed that exchange. Yeah, it was just oh, a small comment, man. but it sounds like Shambo believed that lie. But you touched on this. Um, so basically, Liz approaches Russell privately after this whole situation with Shambo and tells him that she thinks that he has the idol. And Russell does the smart thing here. He sticks with his original lie and questions Liz's royalty. So yeah. what do you think about Liz's approach in this situation as well as Russell's response? I mean, I think Russell, as always, goes a little bit too big. Okay. Um, I I think he he's got the mind game thing down. He knows how to plant the Russell seeds and turn them into zombies and la di da. But whenever anybody comes at him, it is all hands on deck. Defcon five, you know, kill the enemy at all costs. And I think he he once again gets way too defensive. Um. I think Liz is playing a smart game, honestly. She's asking the right questions without being too judgy or too pushy. Um, and she's just putting things out there. Um, and they're very different styles. And honestly, I, I, I like both. I mean, okay. I, I think Russell's going a little bit too far, but I don't see a problem with what Liz is doing. So I think that Liz has good intuition. She correctly mm -hmm. identifies that Russell has the idol. The mistake that she makes is that she approaches Russell with this information. If Liz worried that he held mm. the idol and wanted to target him, she should go tell Jason or Mick or go talk to somebody else other than Russell himself. Yeah. Because by telling Russell, it shows that she has a lot of trust in him, which kind of goes back to what, what I said earlier. If she didn't feel like she had this bond with him, he wouldn't be the first person that uh, she approaches. So I thought that was a bad move that she goes to Russell with that information. And I do agree with you that I think Russell, he was smart to continue his lie that he started earlier because yeah. he kind of can't come back from that. But he also took it too far. He threatens Liz and tells her that she's on thin ice. Yeah. that but, I mean, so that's a great point. She should have gone to a different audience with it. But uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, I think you're exactly right. And about this time, it starts to rain. Yeah. And this comes back to something I've been building up on for a couple episodes now. I wrote this down. I got to give respect to you. Uh, Galoo is regretting 
their choice of comfort over practicality. Their pillows and blankets are getting soaked. They're all freezing. There's water getting in everywhere because they didn't take the tarps. And you rough. called it, dude. I think I you called it like an episode or two ago. You know, you've had some rough takes up, up until this point. You called Ben the winner in episode two. You gave Shambo an honorable mention last episode. But you know what? You you called this and you were you were completely right on this listen, one. Listen, that they the were going to regret that decision. The Ben take was my worst take, but I knew this is Survivor. This isn't Little Island Play Place. Um, it, it wasn't going to pay off. And in every member of Galoo right now, you know, in this little pocket dimension where they're stuck on the island frozen until we get back and watch the next episode. Uh, they are all sitting in that hut, shivering, soaking wet, and part of them is resenting Russell. Yeah. And that to, seed is building and he himself planted it. Yeah. And to give some clarification, I might have cut you off, but a couple episodes earlier, uh, Russell Swan had a decision for Galoo at a reward challenge to either take comfort items which were blankets or functional items which were which was a tarp and he chose the comfort items and with the rainstorm that's going to create a lot of animosity yeah but i thought it was interesting that no one we didn't get any confessionals of people pointing blame at russell swan once it started raining right i honestly don't part of that i i would genuinely chalk up to is it raining too hard to get that many confessionals are people too cold to go say, okay, I'm going to go stand out. I'm going to go walk through the rain and get even more wet and go talk about how cold I am. Yeah, I get that. I wonder if the tribe takes like mutual responsibility for that. Because even though Russell took a weird approach and said that he chose the comfort items for the women. Yeah. That might have been a partial truth at least. Like maybe the women were the ones on the tribe that were pushing for those items. Well, nobody had a chance to push. Nobody had a chance to say, right? He kind of wavered and then Jeff counted him down and he made the call. Okay. Uh, like it was a, Jeff gave him five seconds to choose and he made the choice. So even if they take collective responsibility, that might be a good plan on his part. But at the same time, they've, we've seen confessionals in the past of the men, Eric, uh, Dave saying that was a bad call on Russell's part. I mean, you can keep the girls happy, but this, I mean, they foreshadowed it too of, hey, the rain is going to make this miserable. And it's crazy um, despite Russell making that bad decision and them living in this crazy rainstorm, mm-hmm. it still seems like Shambo's on the bottom below Russell. Yes, which is such, I mean, which is wild. But so that sets up well. We head over to the immunity challenge. Shambo doesn't immediately rejoin her tribe. She kind of hides behind Foa Foa until Jeff tells her to go over. And then the glare she has for her own tribe. Oh, especially from Monica. Oh, well, Shambo walks over and it, her gaze is scathing. And then only Dave, I think, even says hello to her. Yeah, I think Eric gives her like a very weak side hug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It was just the side hug of the guy who's right next to her and no one else even acknowledges her. Um, so the immunity challenge, uh, just to describe it really quickly was basically two people from each tribe are holding up baskets, uh, with a pulley system and the other tribe is trying to fill those baskets and make them heavier and last man standing who doesn't drop his basket wins. Um, Russell drops before Liz which yeah. uh, so I, was... I wrote down the, the Go, holders yeah. are from Foa Foa, it's Russell Hans and Liz, and from Galoo, mm-hmm. it's Russell Swan and Laura. First time I'd seen Laura, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah, she has not gotten much screen time. No, not at all. But uh, I was absolutely blown away by both, by everybody's performance. I mean, this was a tough challenge between the rain and the cold and then this. Uh, Liz puts in some work uh to win i mean she is absolutely uh giving it her all and unfortunately foa foa falls short again yeah i wrote down Galoo wins Gal- immunity Galoo has now won four out of the five immunity challenges this season yeah uh i mean so at this point going into the next episode just to keep in mind it's going to be a five nine split between foa foa and Galoo. Which is crazy. Uh, I'm hoping uh, that we get like a tribe rearrangement or a tribe swap of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the one thing I wanted to see that we didn't is when Galoo won that challenge, I wanted the camera to pan to Shambo. <laughs> yes, I wanted to see her point. reaction. I really would have liked to see that too. Because she uh, she probably knows if they lose that challenge, she's going home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, you know, she's planting all these seeds. She's playing her four-dimensional chess, but she's got to water those crops to see them to harvest. Yeah. And, uh, um, so we go back to camp. The rain is so bad. Uh, basically, there's two things to write down, or two things I wrote down here. Um, Jason is still really struggling with his mental game. I think he is the most inclined to leave the island voluntarily. Yeah, I wrote that down too. We keep getting these small signs and confessionals from Jason. We don't get strategic thoughts from him. Every time that the editors have shown us him, it's him complaining about the conditions. And it looks like these things are building up more and more for him. And I'm yeah. starting to wonder if he's going to quit at some point. Yeah, I, I'm because uh, I really like Jason. I really don't want to see him go. Because I think he's a strong player. I think when he has taken part in like eliminations, he's played well. Uh, it would just be a shame to see him go. But basically, the rain is so strong that the FOA FOA members all huddle up under their hut and are stuck there until tribal. There's no private conversations whatsoever. Yeah, no one's able to strategize at all, which is crazy. I said at the beginning... It's rare that I've had a tribal council like this where I'm so clueless where people stand. We hear some audio confessionals where it sounds like Liz and Ashley are gunning for each other and Mick states that there is a tight alliance of three of Mick, Jason, and Russell. But outside that, we don't get a lot of information. And I wanted to ask you, do you think production should have stepped in and said, we're going to do tribal council an hour later or a couple hours later to just give the players some no. time? Or no. do you think they should have just stuck with their original plan? I think I think they stick with it. It's part of the island. It's part of the game. Um, I I think you let it stand. Here's the only tactical choice that I notice on top on the behalf of any of the players. Okay, and I want to get your take on it. When they're stuck in that situation, I want to know what you would have done. Uh, they're like, okay, well, we nobody can talk. Somebody's going to have to go. Nobody wants to volunteer. Ashley really keeps bringing up like, oh, do we want to just pick somebody or, or say a name and, and talk it out? Like, do we want to bring it out in the open? Nobody else is offering that kind of idea. Everyone else is just kind of willing to sit in the awkward suffering. Do you think, A, that hurt her going into tribal and B, what would you have done? So... I don't think it hurt her a ton going into tribal. I think mm. she was a prominent target because of her performance in the reward challenge before tribal council regardless. Yeah. I don't think it's it's a smart idea to do a collective group decision on who to vote out before tribal council because immunity idols are in play. You never want to risk making the vote public knowledge then right. someone can play an idol and your plan won't happen. I don't think that was a I don't think it was a smart move by her, but I don't think it was the reason uh, why she gets votes later on in the episode. So so let me just counter that first. Uh, at this point, right, they've lost. Liz has just played a great challenge. But Russell's gunning for her, right? Russell has threatened her. Russell seems to be, as in his playmakerness, more inclined to gun for Liz than Ashley. See, I Do was conflicted think, on Russell. Yeah, I mean, do you think his, her speaking up, Ashley speaking up, like pushed Liz out of mind and said, okay, well, you know what? If you're going to talk after your bad performance, I'm just going to take you out and then worry about Liz next time. See, I saw this as Russell falling back on his original plan. And I'm going to bring this up. So episode okay. one, Russell lays out a plan. He wants Marissa gone first, which happens. Mm -hmm. He wants Betsy gone second, which happens. And then he wants Ashley gone third. And that didn't happen because of the whole situation with Ben and he wants to be on the right side of the numbers. Yeah. So he's laid out the framework of the votes at FOA FOA from the first episode of the season. That's a great so point. It's weird that he also started the season with this idea of what he called the dumb girl alliance. And now he's basically targeting all the women on the tribe. So 
it was odd for me to try to analyze where Russell was going to go here because recent events would tell us that he should target Liz because she's shown to him that she doesn't trust him. But from day one, Russell has demonstrated that he doesn't trust Ashley at all. Right. So we go into tribal, not knowing anything. (laughs) And everybody's like, yeah, who knows? You know, it's great to be under this tent where there's fire. Like, Jeff, ask whatever questions you want. We're just not shivering for the first time today. Yeah. Uh, And the vote is simple. Everybody but Ashley. Yeah, before you... uh, Well, yeah, everybody but Ashley puts their vote on Ashley. Yeah. One thing that's interesting that happens here is Jeff asks Ashley, who does she trust most on the tribe? And her answer Mm -hmm. is two people. One, Natalie, which we can expect based on that conversation they had earlier in the episode. Uh-huh. And the second is none other than Russell Hans, who apparently everybody on Foa Foa trusts at this point. I, it, and I just need to throw back and remind myself and the listener, he burned Jason's socks. Yeah. Like, he is so committed to being the little devilish imp and everybody falls for it. It's crazy. And at that point, I'm thinking, Russell has two options here. He could potentially go with Natalie and Ashley and have that alliance of three Mm-hmm. Or he could go with the men, which uh, Mick mentioned in Confessional, and have a, an alliance of Russell, Jason, Mick. So I really saw Russell as kind of the pin person in, in this vote. Yeah, uh, It would have been way more interesting had they actually been able to go around and strategize. Because if in a parallel world where they go for Liz, right? Where Liz goes. Going into the next episode, Russell can swing between the girls and the guys yeah and and go where the wind takes him and in this it's going to be a little more i mean i think it's going to be a little more clear cut honestly because you see they're going to be down to five three guys two girls liz has made some comments liz is a strong player hey let's get the men to the merge right and natalie's just there also and you know whatever right um because natalie seems super sweet but her whole thing is staying buddy buddy so she probably won't stick by liz anyway yeah well she's buddy buddy with russell yeah um one thing i wanted to ask you so we mentioned it's a 5-1 vote every votes cast on liz except liz herself who votes on ashley every votes on ashley except ashley who votes liz yeah sorry about that i want to ask you why do you believe the group ultimately decides to vote out ashley i mean I, i gotta tell you i think it's that she spoke up the most i think she had a mediocre performance and that puts her top of mind. And then when they're all sitting suffering in the cold, wet hut, she keeps saying, Oh, let's just get out, out in the open guys. Let's get it over with. I think that drew focus. That's understandable. I also want to ask, this is another interesting question was, so the players kept saying that there wasn't any strategizing that went into this. This is a group of individuals casting votes based on who they think should be voted out. Right. Yet despite that, it's basically a unanimous decision. Yeah. So do you think there was some strategizing that was happening amidst those people before Tribal Council, before the rainstorm that was put into place? Or do you believe that th- this was actually just a group of individuals that all just decided to put their votes on Ashley? I mean, that's a great question. I honestly think that it was independent and I think what it was was kind of a prisoner's dilemma. Hey, I don't know what anybody else is thinking. I'm going to go for the person who's most recently lost as a challenge. Okay. Um, Like, I think that's what it boils down to because I think somebody would have said in some confessional or some, they would have gotten some little snippet to indicate anything else. Okay, that makes sense. That's my thought. What do you think? I wrote the opposite. I think the plan was put in beforehand, and the evidence Mm -hmm. there is Natalie's vote. We get this scene of Natalie forming this close connection with Ashley, and at that time, I thought Natalie would never vote against Ashley. She describes her as a sister. This is someone that she could take with her into the merge and have a reliable ally moving forward, yet she votes against her anyway. I think that there was a plan put in place to get rid of Ashley before the rainstorm even started. See, but I could also see Natalie's train of thought being, okay, I'm stuck in this hut. My closest ally that I've had good conversations with um, won't stop talking. And there's a a bunch of other people who 
it seems like they'll will probably go for her. I don't want to be on the minority of that vote, right? It never looks good to be in the minority of a vote. Yeah. Uh, and she's buddy buddy with Russell, and maybe it is that there were some side conversations we didn't see, but I, I think it could just boil down to the fear and insecurity caused by a cold, wet day on the island. That's understandable. But also, we don't know. We don't know. I think I might have hit this earlier, but let's say hypothetically there isn't a rainstorm and everyone's free to strategize. Does yeah. does Ashley still go home, do you think? Mm, that's a great question. I think... I think it would have come down to what Russell wanted to do. I think if Russell had wanted to gun for Liz, he could have done it. Okay. But I, I agree. But, I, I said that Liz goes home. I don't think Mick or Jason really had a preference no. between Ashley or Liz. And I think Natalie, if they were able to strategize and Russell asked her, like, who would you prefer to go with? I bet Natalie would lean more towards keeping Ashley over Liz. Yeah, I, I think you're right, because I think Ashley is a little more malleable. Liz is, you know, kind of come for Russell a couple times. Yeah, I, I think it... Uh, I think it would have gone the other way for sure. And you said that Russell would have benefited the most had Liz went home. So yeah. who? one thing I couldn't really d- decide here is who benefits the most from Ashley going home. Honestly, I think Liz. Because I think Liz gets another chance to kind of push her logic and push her. Russell has an idol. Let's force it out. Let's... Like, we need to undercut him. He's been making all these plays, right? I, I, look how much Russell and Ashley, how many conversations they were having. We've all been having a lot of conversations with Russell, but maybe those don't mean that much anymore. I think, I think Ashley going only benefits Liz in that it gives her more time, but I do think it benefits her the most. Yeah. I think it might. She's my winner, by the way. Wait, Liz? Liz is my winner. Really? Okay, wait. We'll get that into that in a second. One thing, I thought that Mick and Jason might have benefited the most because now they force Russell onto their side and kind of eliminate that option for Russell of having the Russell-Ashley-Natalie alliance. I'm worried about Liz going forward. I think she's in such a difficult spot because let's say you're Liz and you approach Mick or Jason and say, hey, Russell, I think Russell has the idol. We should target him. Russell's a step ahead of her. He's already told them that he has the idol. So that's not going to yeah. be surprising information that's going to make them want to vote him out now any more than it did a couple days ago. The only person she could potentially get on her side is Natalie because Natalie doesn't know about the idol, but then you only have two people. You need to rope in a third. Right. So I'm definitely worried about Liz, but we can hop into winners and losers. Every episode, uh, we pick a winner and a loser. The only... Uh, asterisk here is that the loser cannot be the person that was voted out. So you said this, the winner of the episode was Liz. So what was your reasoning? I mean, my reasoning is everybody else is miserable and staying the course. Liz has just started to plant some seeds and started to make some realizations that now she has the chance because Ashley went, she has the chance to try and bring those things out. That's it. Yeah. I think picking the winner for this episode was hard. Definitely the hardest part. Yeah. I had my winner, and this might be a surprising one. I had my winner as Monica. Really? Why is that? So episode four, Monica was a potential target. She got two votes cast against her. Now she seems very well integrated into the majority alliance at Galoo with Mm -hmm. Russell Swan and Shambo clearly on the outside. Uh, she also unites the group against Shambo. That conversation that they have while Shambo's in the hut at the beginning of the episode is led yep. by Monica. And she also benefits by the fact that Russell Swan isolates himself with his argument, like through his argument with Dave. I mm-hmm. I normally like to give the winner title to someone on the tribe where a person was voted out because someone orchestrates that or they eliminate someone that wouldn't work with them. Right. But I didn't feel like the move to eliminate Ashley benefited anybody enough to warrant the title of winner yeah i mean i think that is a totally valid argument i i can see it um it'll be interesting to see i think monica is probably in a 
really strong position going forward. And it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully we'll get a window before Galoo is disbanded or shuffled into the alliances that have been made there because we really haven't gotten to see much of those kind of smaller connections. Uh, who's your loser? My loser should not be a surprise, and it should be your loser, but I know it's uh, not. Uh, loser no. is Shambo. This is Shambo's disaster class. She isolated herself when she has the conflict with Russell about going to the Foa camp. She reveals the immunity idol to the entire Foa camp, which she could have used to unite people uh, and form a smaller alliance within that group. And there's no doubt in my mind that if Galoo loses immunity, barring something crazy happening on their tribe, like Eric telling everyone he has the idol or right. someone having an outburst at camp, Shambo will will go home. The only reason she didn't go home in the first tribal council is because Yasmin essentially blew her game up. Okay. I mean... Yeah, who's your loser? And why is it not Shambo? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so uh, my loser is Russell Swan. Okay. Because... And it, it ties in my mention because they're inter, in, intimately linked here. Uh, I won't say who that is yet, but Russell Swan, I think, lose, lost this episode because once again, everything we've seen from him is either trying really hard to appease this amorphous group of the ladies or the tribe, right? Hey, let's get the meat. Oh, let's get rid of Shambo. Let's get the comfort stuff. He's either doing that kind of broadly and then really taking credit for it. He wants to remind people that he's leader, right? He assigns Shambo to the chickens. He sends Shambo, you know, unilaterally to the to spy again. He um, makes this victorious proclamation that, hey, we get to feast without Shambo. Think, you know, woohoo. We either see him really going hard into, I'm the leader, look at me, or kind of going off the handle, flying off the handle and, and getting into it with Dave. We've seen it a couple other times where he does not respond well to any sort of challenge. Uh, when people started going for Yasmin, he felt really insecure and was upset in his confessional. Um, I don't think he's in a good position and that target on his back is only getting bigger and more appealing. Um, and the fact that we only see him make those kinds of moves and we're not seeing any stronger, more, more uh, positive moves from him. It's all negative, I think, puts him in a worse position. That's That makes sense. I will say Russell Swan's strategy right now is very dependent on winning challenges. I yes. think at this point, he's accepted that he's second at the bottom and he's going to make sure that Shambo's staying at the bottom of the totem pole and hopefully Galoo will win keep, enough challenges. Keep to, we'll keep winning, make it into the merge and he'll be at the point where if they do lose one, he has a cushion to get rid of Shambo, but if they mm -hmm. lose a second, he's going to be the one to go. So and I do if, think if they make it to there. the merge, if he makes it to the merge, right, the target of being the leader there's still going to be some of that resentment. He's still got some less than positive relationships, but it won't be, oh, you're making choices and you're not making good choices, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting to... that you see that he's the second from the bottom because it's a very good point. Um, and I think where, where the line is drawn for me between loser and honorable mention is is one of them is shambo and the other one isn't no it well yes but uh it's what they're doing with those positions right russell's not making any moves besides dunking on shambo shambo's making moves in the hopes that she can stay longer right yeah shambo has she's, more of a she's investing plan. yeah she's investing for her future she's got the five-year plan she's got the cd in the bank um, Russell's just spending willy nilly and hoping that, you know, it keeps working out. Um, and so that's why, you know, to tie in Shambo is my honorable mention, because while she's not in a good position, I'm not saying that if she can stay, she's put enough stuff into the ecosystem that I think it'll work out in her favor. I can see that 
She, I okay, so I agree that she's better set up for the long run if she makes it to the merge yep. than, than Russell Swan is. My only worry is that the tribes aren't even right now in numbers. If Shambo flips over to the Foa Foa group, because right now it's five and nine, that would make it six and eight. Shambo needs someone else to flip over with her. Mm-hmm. So she's just as dependent on Russell Swan. So Russell almost has a guarantee. He probably knows by now that if they make it to the merge, that Shambo is the one flipping to the other side. Russell Swan is yeah. the one with the power in that situation in terms of deciding which group he wants to go with. Yeah, and to that point, you know, when Shambo got back the first time, she wouldn't stop talking about how great the Foa Foa camp was. Yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, she's made it obvious at this point that she's going to go over to their side. So let me just throw out, if uh, if Shambo goes home before the merge, Shambo goes home next week after she's been my honorable mention twice in a row. You've also had um, Russell Swan as your loser twice in a row now. You know what? One of them's going to go home very soon and i'm either going to be elated because i've called it with russell swan or i'm going to be devastated because i've lost my beautiful shambo That's but, <laughs> but who's your honorable mention to stop so, dwelling on my inaccuracies so i don't have an honorable mention but i do have a dishonorable mention okay my dishonorable mention is natalie white on the foa foa tribe i think her decision mm-hmm. to vote out ashley is probably her worst decision of the game so far um really ashley i think was a great person for her to bring into the merge and have as a side person to also work potentially against Russell in the long run. I think by voting out Ashley, Natalie is putting all of her eggs in the Rus- in the Russell hands basket. Right. Because it's pretty clear at this point, Russell is her closest ally. She doesn't seem to have a close connection with Mick or Jason or Liz. We so, haven't seen any at all, yeah. So he's her one lifeline in the game, and she just voted out the other person that could potentially work with her. So so, so, just to push back a little bit, because, you know, nobody's perfect, even though Shambo is. Um, what If you're Natalie, would you... What could she have done differently? I think what Natalie could have done is, at some point, talk to Russell Hans and say, I saw that she was that uh, Liz was gunning for you. Let's go for Liz. Because she knows that if she brings that up to Russell, Russell's going to be on board. Yes, and that's so they a already great have, point. They already have two votes right there. It's just a matter of getting in one or two more. And I mentioned this earlier, but I don't think Jason or Mick really cared super strongly no, uh, between no, those two options. So I think that vote could have been flipped. We've seen it in more modern survivors so this wasn't really common at the time but there's been live tribal councils where players stand up from their seats and whisper to other players and change the vote at tribal council itself right i i have seen that in past uh past seasons so that might not be a fair criticism because it didn't happen at that time in survivor history but i think natalie could have done something either before the immunity challenge with russell to say hey in the event that we do lose this is a path we could take or potentially whisper to whisper something to him in the hut. I I think she made a big mistake here, and I'm worried that she's going to reach a point in the game where she's entirely dependent on Russell for every move that they make going forward. Yeah, I mean that's a a very very good point. I think um, yeah. If it the hard part is it comes down to timing, right? With the maybe the best opportunity to flip that script was right before it started raining right um and it's just sometimes the island takes away right yeah Um, but the second she saw liz um accuse because liz accused russell publicly in front of everyone and then approached him privately when liz did that that was natalie's opportunity to pull russell aside and put the target on liz and she didn't do that well uh i mean I, i think that's a great point i think um It'll be interesting to see. Natalie could be totally fine going into the next episode, right? Oh, yeah. I'm um, not worried about Because if she, she can gun for Liz now, and if she can convince Russell, and Russell brings the guys, they're in a great spot. But um, Oh, one uh, thing I want to ask you, though. This is kind yes, of my last Abby. question. Did you watch the preview for the upcoming episode? I did. I'm so excited. I was about to mention it. There is a medical evacuation that's going to happen in the next episode. They make it pretty clear in the preview. Very and clear. 
Obviously, I'm never rooting for a medical evacuation to happen, but one thing I wrote down is I'm going to be so bummed if this medical evacuation happens to someone on the Foa Foa tribe and oh. they go from five people to four. It's going to be ridiculous if that happens because then they would lose two people uh, due to medical evacuations. I mean, you know, I'm really hoping it's not someone from Foa Foa and you know what? Who else? It can't be. I will be devastated if it is. Yeah, I there's no way it's Shambo. If I look, I mean Shambo Shambo's tough. She's made of she's made of bricks and hope and great hair. Yeah, that's all true. I, that as, <laughs> the thing that as bad as medical evacuation is, this could benefit Shambo's positioning in the game if someone if the person that is taken off the island is someone from that majority group on yeah. blue. Yeah. I mean, so that's really all we see of the next episode is there's a medical evac in a challenge. Um, but uh, any final thoughts before we move on, before we we sign off? Yeah, that's really all I had. Did you have any anything else? Uh, just looking at my list, my notes here. Um, uh, the only other big thing I had written down was I the other I, I you know welcome to my favorite segment Jack's commercial watch oh of course um, we got the Spongebob one early on so we get the we, one at the end we got the Spongebob one the other one that I got and it just made me proud to be the voice of the people was Paramount Plus gave me an ad trying to convince me to upgrade to Paramount Plus ad free and I feel like you you're too what? deep in now I am I'm never gonna update I'm gonna watch those ads I hate watching ads I genuinely despise it it's one of my least favorite things in the world, but I will watch them to remain the voice of the people because that's just how loyal I am. Wow. I respect that. And I think the premium might only be like two bucks more, dude. I mean, that's hey, that's two bucks a month. That's that yeah. stacks. But, uh, but I'm good. I mean, this was a great episode. I mean, a weird episode, but a good yeah. episode. And I'm looking forward to, uh, seeing, well, I'm not looking forward to the injury, but I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, me too. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to survivor analytics and, Catch us next week where we analyze episode six of Survivor Samoa.